Asit Rabbi Choy was um, busy marrying off his son. Bei Rav Yitzchak Bar Shmuel Bar Marta to the daughter of Rav Yitzchak, the son of Shmuel, the son of Marta. I lay the he escorted him into a private room. The chuppah over here is not the chuppah that we have today, but the chuppah is the private room where they're going to have marital relations. The have a milsa. And he uh, noticed <coughs> that his son cannot have any relations with his wife. <coughs> so So he went into the room to inspect the, the, the room there. And he saw there's a sefetayda that's that's lying over there in the room. So Amalahu, he said to the people that prepared this room for the chasen and the kala, If I wouldn't have come here now to escort my son into this room, Sakantan, Lubri, you would put my son into a sakana to, to, uh, to have marital relations in a room where there's a sefetayda lying there. The Tanya, Gemara brings now, the source of this halacha. Uh, 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 that there may not be a sefer in the room. Chofeyam at base. Tanya. We learned in Abraise, Bayis Shiyesh by sefer a house that has a sefer, or a room that has a sefer in it, Oitfilin or Tfilin, also Lashamish Bayis Amita, you may not have marital relations there, Ache Yitzim or Shenichem. Well, if you don't first either take it out of the room or you have to put it in a double covering. And this applies not only to Sefetera and Tfilin, also to any Sephardim as well. Omar Abaya. Abaya now explained what this means that you put it in a Kaili, a, a double covering. The fact that if you put it in a double keli, so then that covers it enough that you could have marital relations in that room, that's only if the first keli you put it in is not a keli that's designated for this sefer, for this tefillin. If you're putting it into a keli, which is the, the covering that it always is designated for it, so even if you have 10 coverings on the tefillin, it's all like one cover. So if you have the, 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 the tefillin that's inside the bag of the tefillin, and on that there's the bag of the talis, and on that there's another plastic bag, and then you put it into another bag, if it's all designated for the tefillin, so then it's all considered to be one case. So You're going to have to still cover it with a second covering, which is not designated for the tefillin. So what about Aaron Kaddish? <clears throat> Aaron Kaddish is designated for it. So, right? so, so Aaron Kaddish is a different story. If Aaron Kaddish is like an entire cabinet and a separate thing, and it's closed in doors inside a cabinet, it's almost like in a separate room. It's, uh, we'll see soon. One second. We'll see soon about putting up a big mechitza. If you have... A bookcase in the room, and our svarim on the bookcase, okay, and this, uh, so, it's and they're exposed. But you throw a coat over it to cover it. So then that's kekeli betoich keli domi. That's considered to be that it's in the bookcase, and then you throw a coat over it, which is not the usual covering for the bookcase, and therefore it's a keli betoich keli. That's a good covering. Amr Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Rabbi Shua ben Levi said, "Seifet teire tzarech lasses lemechitza tzarech." A safe tater that's in the room, and you want to have marital relations there, you have to cover it with a mechitza, you have to build, you have to have a mechitza that's ten tfachim high. 
So the Machlekes Rishayim how to learn Pshat in this Gemara. Some Rishayim say that the Pshat in this Gemara is that for a Sefer Teireh, a double covering will not help. This is the only option. You have to have a Mechitzah of 10 Tvachim high. But the Rambam and other Rishayim say no. That this is speaking about a case where a person doesn't have any covering to cover the Sefer Teireh. So then this is another option. This is a second option to make a Mechitzah 10 Tvachim high. But even for a Sefer Teireh, you could have a double covering. Marzutra Ikla Lebeir Avashi. Rav Mazutra was visiting and came to Ravashi. Chazil Duchte, the Mar Baravashi, so he saw the place where his son, Mar Baravashi, was living, and he was the, the room that he would live with, the, with his wife, the Monarch Bay Sefetere, that it had a Sefetere in the room, and Va'ovat Le Mechitza Asara, and they built a uh, partition, ten Fachemai. Omalei, so Mazutra says to Ravashi, Kaman, who, according to whom are you doing this? Rabbi Shua ben Levi. This is like Rabbi Shua ben Levi said that you put a partition, ten tvachim So he says to him, Eimer, Dama Rabbi Shua ben Levi, when did Rabbi Shua ben Levi give this Eitzah? The Lesle Beisachrinah. If you don't have another room, but Mar, Ha Isle Beisachrinah, you do have another room or another house where the place to say Fetayra. So therefore, it's not something that you should be doing if you have an option of completely taking the Sefetayra out of the room. You're right, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about it. And you're right, he agreed to him. The Gemara goes back to the Mishnah that we had before, in the end of the Mishnah on Daf Chof Beis. So it said in the Mishnah, going back, just for a short part over here, to the halacha of a person saying, Kriyashma in, in a pure, in a clean environment. If a person saying Kriyashma, how far did he, does he have to distance himself? From the from the tzoya that's there on the ground, it's actually talking about davening the Mishnah. Four amas it said. Dalar amas. The distance of four amas will be sufficient if the tzoya is behind him. Avalafanov if it's in front of him and it's it's visible to him. Marchik meloyenov he has to be far enough that he can't see it anymore. This is true about kriyashma and this is true about davening. Any is this true? One may stand right opposite of Beisakise and it's obviously visible to him and he can daven right there. So the Gemara answers, So Beisakise that has nothing there, it's empty, so therefore you can stand opposite of Beisakise and daven. So the Gemara asks on this answer, Whenever we speak about the Beis HaKisei being an issue, of being an environment and a place that's not pure and clean to daven there, it includes a Beis HaKisei that there's nothing there. And the same is also true regarding Beis HaMerchatz, a bathhouse, even if there's no person that's exposed right now presently in that Merchatz, nevertheless, you may not daven in a Beis HaMerchatz. Ella, so rather, so the question of the Gemara is, you can't answer that davening opposite Beis HaKisei is permitted in this case because there's no Tzoya there. The Beis HaKisei itself is the, the, the uncleanliness. That itself is the issue. So how could you daven when it's visible to you standing right opposite the Beis HaKisei? So the Gemara answers, It's talking about a Beis HaKisei that has never been used. It's been designated, but has never been used yet. And therefore you can stand opposite the Beis HaKisei and daven. So the Gemara still is not satisfied. Ravina had the following question. If you have designated it, that place for a Beis what would be the din? 
is the designation itself, turn it into a base akise, and therefore even if there's nothing there, it's like the tzoya and the mera glaim itself, and you may not have in, in front of it or not, or inside of it or not. So we see over here that just designating it turns it into a base akise. So how could we say that it, well, it's a chaditi, it's a new base akise? <laughs> So the Gemara answers, Ki komi ravine, the relevance of the question of Ravina regarding if it was designated as a Beisakise is He wanted to clarify, are you allowed to daven within that space that was designated for a Beisakise, in, when you're inside? That, that, for that he had a question. But what we're discussing here, when a person is opposite to Beisakise, and it's in, his, it's in his vision, Loy, that's certainly not an issue if it was designated, even if it was designated, but it was never used. So therefore the conclusion is that if it's, if it's actual tzaya, so then if, you're, if you're, it's in front of you, you have to move far away that it's not in your eyesight. But it's the stand opposite of basic kisei is allowed. Omarov said another thing regarding a basic kisei, Hanu bati kisoi de parsoi. So the basic kisei of the Persians. So Rashi explains over here, <clears throat> that they created some kind of a incline in the ground that after the basic people used the basic say there whatever was was left rolled down and was automatically covered under the ground so it it, it was just, there was nothing that remained above ground afagav the isbutsaya even though there's tsaya there but kistumindamo it's like covered because it rolls down in a place where it's not exposed and it gets covered so therefore the in the batikisi the parsoi it's it's considered to be covered and it does not have the halacha like a regular basakise so from here so let me just conclude this entire sugya with the uh, discussion regarding the bathrooms that we have today Right, the bathrooms that we have today, the should be con- uh, compared to the batik kisai, the parsai, where it gets where it gets covered, and therefore it should be allowed to say divrei in the bathroom. So there's two points. First of all, there are some paiskim that say that it's not compared to batik kisai, the parsai, because for the simple reason that many times it, it the the the, the whatever there is, gets into the bathroom on the floor or in other places. And it's not exactly like the mechanism that they had in the Persian bathrooms that it immediately got covered. Right? So many times it doesn't always get covered properly, even after a person flushes the bathroom. So I believe the consensus of most Paiskim is that today's bathrooms do not have the heter of the Persian bathrooms. Besides that, many of the bathrooms are bathrooms, which are used as a base Merchitz as well. And in a Beis HaMerchitz, like I just said before, there's the Beis HaKisei and Beis HaMerchatz. Even if there's nobody that's there using the Merchatz right now and is undressed, you still may not say Divrei Teire or Davin inside the bathroom. Right? So therefore, Bepoyal, um, of course, you're not, to, you're not to say a Bracha or to Davin or to Divrei Teire in the bathroom. Uh, and then one second, one second in a bathroom. But the shaila is when you get to using water to wash your hands in a bathroom. So if it's at all possible, one should not wash his hands after using the bathroom in the bathroom itself, because the bathroom itself has the halacha of a beisa merchatz and of a beisa kisei, and therefore the water that you use there is not metire the person from using after using the bathroom, and uh, to fill up. Um, if you have a bathtub, that's what I'm speaking about. And uh, uh, fill up Nagelwasser, if it's possible, not from the bathroom itself. And uh, there's, there's two things I want to just share from, from the Rebbe regarding this. First of all, that when the, when the Rebbe came to visit the dormitory in the yeshiva, and he noticed that they didn't have a sink outside the bathroom, the Rebbe was unhappy about that. And the Rebbe commented that they should have a sink outside the bathroom. And besides that, there's a letter from the Rebbe, where the Rebbe writes an even bigger chumrah, 
that a person that just walks into the bathroom for any purpose, he has to get something from the bathroom, even if he's not actually <coughs> using the bathroom, when you come out of the bathroom and you want to afterwards say, you should wash your hands, even if you didn't use the bathroom, actually. Okay, that's, that's a, a chumrah that the Rebbe writes in a letter that, that, that uh, you should, should be, try to be machmer on. But of, of course, in a shasat chak, when a person is on an airplane, or you're on a place where there is no sink outside the bathroom, it's better to wash your hands in a sink in the bathroom than not to wash your hands at all. Because there is definitely, according to this Gemara, but the Kise, the Parsoi, a room for a heter, that today's bathrooms do not have the status of a Beisa Kise the way it was then in the times of the Gemara. I, I heard the name for Moshe Feinstein that even to daven, and you don't have a choice, you should rather go to the bathroom. And daven inside a bathroom no, with the Yevet? Daven, to wash your hand before davening. Yeah, with the Yevet, I was speaking about that. Yeah, to, to daven, to be able to daven, I understand, yeah. So the second floor, if there's only bedrooms, then rather to get megalosa from downstairs. If there's only in the bedrooms, is correct. Only correct. If you possible to fill up the the Negevaster from a sink that's outside the bathroom, or if you're doing construction in your house and you're building, try to make a little or sink outside the bathroom. Okay, if it's possible, correct. Dr. Mishnah. I'd like to go right to the Mishnah because we have to continue in the Nyanam here. Dr. Mishnah. Zov, Shero, Keri, Venida, Shapolta, Shikhvazera. So this is a Mishnah that we actually had quoted before. This is returning to the Halacha, which is the Takana of Ezra, not to say divrei if you're a balkari. So the mission here discusses what happens if you have a prior tumah <coughs> and you anyways have to wait seven days to be toivel. Is there still a point to be toivel as a balkari? So zov shara keri, azov, this is a male that had an emission which is not like a balkari, it's a different emission and he has to wait seven days to be toivel if he had that emission twice. But besides that, he also is a balkari. And or another case, not talking about a female, Vinida Shapoltach Shikhvazera. She's a Nida and she has to wait seven days to become uh, Tahir. But besides that, Polto Shikhvazera, she expelled Zera, which now makes her a Balkari. Or another case, Vahmishameshes, a woman that had marital relations, which makes her also a Balkari, Shiroasa Nida, and after that she became a Nida and she has to wait seven days. So as I pointed out when we learned this Mishnah earlier, that the Halach of a Balkari, the Takana of Ezra, applies equally to men and women. Tzrich and Tvilas, although they have a more stringent level of Toma upon them, they still need Tvila as a Balkari to be able to say Devreitaira. Rabbi Yehuda Paiter. And Rabbi Yehuda says that in this case they don't need any Tvila. The question was asked regarding the first case of the Mishnah. What did it say in the first case of the Mishnah? First, this individual was a Zav, and following that, he became a Balkari. The Gemara is going to ask, what's if the opposite happened? Balkari, he was first a Balkari, so he was obligated to be Taival, to be able to say Divrei first. Sheroziv, and then he became a Zav. According to Rabbi Yehuda, what's going to be the Din? Ki Potter Rabbi Yehuda Hossam. Will I say that when did Rabbi Yehuda say? that the person that has a more stringent Toma upon him does not have to go to the Mikveh It's because first he was a Zav and then he became a Balkari. From the first moment that he was a Balkari, he's not, his Tvilu will not take away the Toma because he has to wait seven days. However, if he first was a Balkari, and then the more stringent Tumah came upon him of, of Ziva, the Meikar, a Bartviluhu. So when he became a Balkari, he had the obligation. He should have gone to the Mikveh to be able to say Divreitaire. So Mechayev, maybe in this case, Rabbi Huda would agree that he's obligated to go to the Mikveh. 
Oidilma, or perhaps Loishna. Rabbi Yudha does not distinguish. In any case, that currently there's a more stringent Toma upon you, you don't have to go to the mikveh to say the Vritaira. Toshama, so come and look at the, at, the, at the Mishnah. You can see clearly from our Mishnah here to prove this. The Mishnah says the second case of a woman that first became a Balkari because she had marital relations and then she became a Nidah. Tzvicha Tvila needs Tvila. Rabbi Yehuda Paita and Rabbi Yehuda Pat is in that case. So the Gemara explains, if she first had marital relations and then became a Nida, that's Kabalkeri Shirazivo. That would be similar to a male that first became a Balkeri and then the more stringent Tumor of Ziva came upon him. Damia, it's compared to that. And Rabbi Yudha says, even regarding that case, that you Potter from going to the mikveh. So therefore, Shmami, no, we clearly see from here that according to Rabbi Yehuda, anytime you have a more stringent Tumah upon you, it doesn't matter if you became a Balkari first or later, you put it to go to the Mikveh. Tani Rabchia learned this clearly in his Braises. Balkari Shara Ziva, a Balkari that was first a Balkari, and then became a Zav, Tzarech Tvila, you need the Mikveh. But Rabbi Yehuda, Paiter, even in that case. Hadran Allah Mi Shemeso. Zak the Mishnah. We begin a new Pedic. Tfilas Hashachar. In this Mishnah, we're going to discuss the times for davening Shachris. And then Mincha, and then Mairev, the Zmanim of Tfilah. Tfilas Hashachar. The time of davening Shachris is until when? At Chatzais. Until Chatzais, middle of the day. Right? Which is 12 o'clock. Or not exactly 12 o'clock. Of course, we don't go with the, the 12 hours having 60 minutes in each hour, but we go with choice manius, which means it depends how many hours there are in the day. If there's 12 hours in the day, or 13 hours in the day, or 10 hours in the day, depends on the winter and the summer, and then you divide it equally into 12 parts, and then you divide it right in the middle, middle of the day, chatzais. That's when you can daven. Rabbi Hudaime, Rabbi Yudai argues and says, ad dalet choice. You can daven only until four hours into the day. What's the time for davening Minche? Ado Erev, until at night, until when it's Shkia. Rabbi Yudah again argues and has an earlier time at Plaga Minche. You could only daven until Plaga Minche. Plaga Minche is halfway between the time of Minche and nighttime. And The exact measurement of how we measure Plaga Minche, because there's two Minches, there's Minche Ketana, Minche Gedayla, as we'll see in the Gemara, we'll, we'll see it soon in the Gemara. When is the time for davening? You can daven the entire night. There's no timing in the, in the night. Similar musaf. You can daven musaf the entire day. Rabbi Yehuda argues and says, You could only daven uh, musaf until seven hours into the day. And the Gemara will explain this argument as well. <clears throat> I'll ask you a contradiction to the first halacha of the Mishnah that you can daven shachris until chatzais or until four hours in the day because we learned mitzvah the mitzvah is to say Kriyashma with the netzachama so you say the bracha of Gol Yisrael right before Shmei Nesre and then you daven right at the beginning of the day so it says that's mitzvah the mitzvah is to daven by the Netzachama when the sun comes up. So the Gemara answers, Ki tanya That price is telling you the Vasikin, all those that are, that are Mahadra and Mitzvahs, make an effort to daven by, by that time. The Vasikin finished davening Shmeinesra, or finished uh, Kriyashma, and then davening Shmeinesra at the time of Netzachama. But, 
you could have in the Zman of Tefillah is even later. And everybody else that's davening at a later time is only until Chatzais and not later than Chatzais. If one made a mistake and did not daven Mairev, Mispalo Beshachris, Stein. So in the morning by Shachris, you can daven Tushmai Nesris, and one will be to make up for the Mushmai Nesr that you missed by Mairev. Shachris, if you forgot to daven Shachris, Mispalo Bemincha Stein. So Mincha you can make up and daven twice. So we see here. That if you forgot to daven Shachris, you can daven a second Shemay Nasra by Mincha. So this man of Shachris can be fulfilled later as well. So the Gemara answers, Kula Yaime Matzli Vazel. You do have time the entire day to be mashlim, the Shemay Nasra of Shachris that you missed. At Chatzais, Yavile Schartfila, Bismano. But only if till Chatzais do you get the schar of fulfilling the takon of Chazal to daven tefillah in its right time. Mikam ve'elech pas Chatzais schar tefillah yavile he'll get schar for davening shachris but schar tefillah b'zmana lo yavile the schar of davening tefillah in its right time he will not get. That's the difference. Ibayeluhu. Now the question was asked. Now that we're discussing the fact that a person can make up. Davening that he missed, the Gemara is going to ask a shayla regarding this halacha. This if one made a mistake and forgot to daven mincha, could he daven twice mairiv? That wasn't mentioned before in the B'raisa. And what's the basis of this question? Even if you say that if you forgot to daven mairiv, so then the next morning, Shachris, you could have two Shemay Nesres. Over there, I can say the reason is, the Mairim and the next day, Shachris, is all the same day. The morning follows the night, it's the same day. However, if you forgot Mincha, and now it's Mairiv, the Tfilas that we daven are replacing the Karbanes. So I should use the same logic regarding Karbanes. If you missed the day for the carbon, so that if you didn't bring a carbon Tamad one day, there's no such a thing as making up two Karbanes Tamad the next day. So the next day you can't make it up. Or perhaps we could say, although it's Taqib Makim Karbanis, but Kive and it's Rachmihi, Davening has another element to it. We're Davening to Hashem, begging Hashem for mercy. Kalem is the boy, Whenever a person wants, he can Daven. So of course the Gemara doesn't mean with that line specifically, uh, literally, that a person could just Daven whenever he wants and ignore this Mantfil altogether. But we use this Svara, Legabe being mashlim from Milchet to Mairev, that although it's the next day and by Karbonis, that doesn't work, but for Davening, you could be mashlim in the next fill, even though it's already at night. Toshema, so the Gemara comes and says, here, this is the Raya. The Amr Avhuna by Yehud, Amr Avitzlak, Amr Avyechen, and he clearly said, Tov lo yispal mincha, if you didn't daven mincha, mispal arvis beis, you can daven arvis tushmei nesres, ve'ein bazem mishumah dava yemi batl karbane. And we don't apply the rule that is by karbanes that once the day is over, you can't bring the carbon anymore. This is the halacha. This is the halacha. And live also, you yes. them the next morning? Yes, that's for sure. But the Kiddush is even mincha to the next. Uh, yes, yes, of course, you mash them, but I brought it before. One second, one second. I want to just see the, the question of the Gemara on this. The question was asked something which is crooked, that cannot be corrected, something that was missed. 
that cannot be counted. What's the pshat of this pasuk? Mu'uvus la yuchal liskain, something that's crooked that can't be corrected. Zeshem bittel kriyshma shel arves v'kriyshma shel shachris. This is one that did not say kriyshma at night or did not say kriyshma in the morning. Oi, and the Brais also says tefilah shel arves. If you missed davening shachris or you missed davening ma'ariv, you cannot correct that. And then it says, What is it that can't be counted? If all of your friends are being counted and joining and doing a mitzvah, and you're not counted along with them, you exclude yourself. So even if you're going to complete and do the mitzvah later, but if you're not doing it together with them, it can't be corrected. So we see here clearly in the Braise that if you missed Shachris or you missed Mairev, it can't be corrected. So how do we say that you can be Mashlim and Davin Tushmen Esres? This Braise is speaking about a person that B'meizid intentionally skipped Shachris, skipped Mincha. Then you can't be Mashlim. Ravashi, Ravashi says, Deikinami, it's clear in the wording of the Braise, Dektani bitl. It says that he was mavatalit, which means he intentionally didn't daven. Velaikatani ta, it didn't use the expression that we said before, which is ta, that a person made a mistake. Shmami no, this is a raya, that this is, the, that this is a distinction between bitl and ta. So this is actually the Allah Lamaise, if a person missed Shachras or Mincha or Mairev, it could always be Mashlam the next filler unless it was Bemezid. And Bemezid only means Mamish Bemezid. If a person knows he has to daven right now, and he Bemezid doesn't daven. But if a person has a mind, I'm going to daven, and then he's negligent, Pshia does not fall under the category of Mezid over here. A person should have daven before he tended to his business, but he tended to his business first, and then he forgot to daven, that's not Begad the Mezid. Mezid Mamish has to be Mezid. Is this, this is all talking about Shmai Nesra. It's all talking about Shmai Nesra, not about anything else. Oh, so that's a big question regarding Yalav Yavai. And Taisus talks about it. Let's see the Hemshech of the Gemara, and then I'll come to Yalav Yavai. Because the Gemara is going to discuss something related to that. What's if one forgot to daven? Mincha. Mincha on Erev Shabbos. Mispalel Belel Shabbos Shtayim. So then at night on Shabbos you can daven to Shmei Nesres. So of course what's the Chiddush here? When you daven Shmei Nesres on Shabbos twice, so you're not davening the same Shmei Nesres that you forgot. You forgot a weekday Shmei Nesres and you're davening now Shabbos Shmei Nesres twice. But you, you can be mashlim with a Shabbos Shmei Nesres. Mincha b'Shabbos. If you didn't, if you didn't daven on Shabbos Mincha, Mispalel B'Motza Shabbos Shtayim Shulchayil. You can daven Matzah Shabbos two weekday Shmei And what do you do now? Mavdul Barishayna. So whenever you, you're Mashlam Shmei the first Shmei is for the tefillah that you're currently davening in this time. The second Shmei is the makeup for the previous tefillah. So therefore, Mavdul Barishayna, you say, the Havdalah, in the first Shmei Nesre, and you don't say the Havdalah in the second Shmei which is a makeup for Shabbos. Now, Ve'im Hivdul Bishniya. The Braise says, what's if you did the opposite? You said the Havdol in the second Shmei Nesra, V'loi Hivdol Barishayna, and you did not say the Havdol in the first Shmei Nesra. Shniya also loi, Rishayna loi also loi. The, first, the second Shmei Nesra will be counted for Mairev, and the first one will not be counted. So what that means is, when he was davening the first Shmei Nesra, this is the way Rashi explains it, when he davened the first Shmei Nesra, we assumed that his kavana was to daven Mairev, and he forgot to say Atochayin Antanu. So therefore, 
that's not counted for Mairev, because he missed Atochein Antonu. Then, when he davens the second Shemayin Esser, he realized he forgot Atochein Antonu in the first one, so he davens the second Shemayin Esser for Mairev, and he says Atochein Antonu, so that's Mairev. So if he still wants to make up the Shemayin Esser of Mincha, he's going to have to daven a third Shemayin Esser. That's what the Gemara means over here. The Gemara questions this, should we say based on this, the that if you miss it's as if you didn't daven, and you have to daven again, that's what it comes out of here. It says, if you miss it, you have to daven again. The question is asked from Abraise, so it says there, if one forgot to say Mashav Ruach Amayra Dageshem, Betchias Amesim, in the Brach of Betchias Amesim, Beshaila Beberchas Hashanem, or you forgot to say, Vesayin Talamotar, in the Brach of Baruch Aleinu, Machzirin Aisa, you have to daven Shmei Nesra again. But then the Brisa says, Havdala Bechainen Adas, if you forgot to daven Havdala and Chainen Adas, Ain Machzirin Aisa, he doesn't have to daven again. Mipnei Shayachalayim Rala Kais, because you could say the Havdala on the Kais. So you see that you don't have to go back. Kashi, this remains a question. The Gemara does not answer this question, even though the Gemara does not say to Yufta. To Yufta would mean a much stronger Gemara. only says Kashia, which means we're not completely refuting what it said before. But nevertheless, the halacha remains, as we know, that if you forget Atochein Atano, you do not have to daven over again. Now, let me just say regarding Yalav which is something that Taisis discusses here by Riches, what happens if you daven Shemay Nasr on, uh, let's say, Mincha and uh, Rishchidesh, and you forgot to say Yalav which the halacha is that you do have to daven over again, but then you didn't daven over again, and then it comes by night, and now you want to know, should I daven two Shemay Nasrs at night to make up for the Shemay Nasr before where I didn't say Yalav So Taisis brings an argument about this. Taisis says, first, one opinion, there's no point in davening two Shemay Nasrs at night. Since the first Shemayin Esra that, you, that you're trying to make up is because of the lack of the Yalav Yavoy, and now at night you won't say Yalav Yavoy, there's no point in diving again if there's no, no Yalav Yavoy in your Shemayin Esra. But then, to, then there's another opinion, the Chachme Provincia, the Chachamim of the city Provincia, whatever that is, in Italy somewhere, I believe. Huh? Where in France it is? Okay, thank you. And they said, no, you have to, if you missed it by Yalav Yavai, by Shemayin Esra, you do have to daven over again, because if you didn't say Yalav Yavai, the whole Shemayin Esra is as if you didn't daven it at all. So Only even though at night... Huh? What's the Halacha Lamaisa? I'm not 100% sure. I believe the Halacha Lamaisa is that we don't daven over again. But they, they hold that you do it, you would have to daven well, over again, even by a case of Yalav Yavai. So then, so then you're going to be saying uh, Yalav Yavi, so that, that right, this question right, doesn't apply. I think that the Svarov and the Mark, well, you have to say it again, if maybe Zahram says it, because the, whole, the reason you didn't say Atachan Atonis comes to bring out that you didn't have married for months. Okay, okay. Okay. Who was Masak in the Tfilas that we daven today? Shachris Mincha and The Ovis were Masak in them. So there is Tfilim in Atayda, but the fact that we daven three times a day, the Ovis were Masak in these Tfilas. The davening is Kenegat, the Karban is Tamid. We have a b'raisa to support both opinions. He came to the place and he stood there. The expression of Amida, as we had already earlier in the Gemara, refers to standing to Davin Tashem. How do we know this? Pinchas stood and Davin. 
Yitzchak taken tefillas mincha shenem of a yitzchak Yitzchak lesuach pasodel if noy sarev. Yitzchak went out in the field to have a conversation, and it was before night. Vein sicha letfilla sicha means davening shenema tefilla laoni kiyatev lufnei Hashem yishpech sichai. He pours out his heart in conversation to with Hashem. So Yitzchak went and davened mincha. Yaakov took and filled his arvis. Yaakov was misakin the filler of Maidiv. Shenem of a yifka b'amokam v'yolan shom. He came to that place and he and he, uh, and he went to sleep there. But ve'aim pigia el tefilla. Pigia means that he davened there before he went to sleep. Shenem of a ato altes palul ba'da'om. Do not daven on behalf of the nation hazeh this nation. Val tisab adam rino tefilla. Do not raise your voice in singing and in davening. Val tifka bi and do not beg by me. So we see that tifka pigia means davening. So these are the three sources where we see that the Av is davened. It's interesting, there are many different sources in Chumash that the Av is davened. These are not the only incidents where the Av is davened. But the Gemara is specifically bringing these sources for davening of Shachris, Mincha, and Maidiv. And the Rebbe Nasiha points out that there's two types of tefillahs. There's the tefillah in where a person is mechuyiv to daven because he has a, a tzayrech that he has to daven. When a person davens outside of the, the three tefillahs, it could even be that then he's doing the mitzvah minatayre. Here we're talking about the, the takonis chazal to daven, shachris, mincha, and ma'irev, when there isn't a tzayrech. But there's a takonah to daven three times a day. Why is the takonah to daven three times a day without a tzayrech? This is connected to the Gemara we had before. Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai said, Alavai, a person would daven the entire day. And the point is that tefillah is not just about bakosh esrachov, but it's connecting to the Ebishter. Three times a day, a person should remove himself from his own personal things and elevate himself and daven. That's the point of the davening three times a day. And specifically, these three time periods say the Ovis didn't daven for anything specific. It doesn't say in the Psukim there that they were in need that they daven for. It was just Stam to daven Tashem. We also learned the Braisa that backs up the opinion of Rabbi Shur ben Levi that it's Kenega the Karbonis. What's the time for the reason that Shachris is only until Chatzais? The carbon Tomit could be brought until Chatzais. Rabbi Huda says you could have it only until four hours in the day. Because his opinion is that the carbon of the Tomit could only be brought until four hours in the day. The Braise says the same thing regarding the Mincha. Why is it that you could have a Mincha until night time? The Tomit could also be brought until night. You plaga mincha. You could only be brought. You could all. You could, you could only uh, daven until plaga mincha. That is sharei tamet shal ben arbaim karvahoylechat plaga mincha. Because the tamet shal ben arbaim could only be brought until plaga mincha. Then the same with ma'ariv. Mipnei ma omrut filas ha'ariv ein lokva. Why is it that ma'ariv you can daven the entire night? Shaharei evarim u'pedarim shaloynis aklum yibe'ariv. The evarim and the pedarim, the limbs of the animal that is being brought in the mizbeach to be uh, to, 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 to be consumed in the fire on the mizbeach that have not been consumed before night. Kerev and vayelchum kol alayla. You can be makriv them the entire night. Umipnei ma omrut shomusavim kol ayayin. And why is the carbon musaf could be davened the entire day? Shaharei carbon shal musaf karev kolayon. You could be makir of the carbon musaf on a Shabbos, on a Rishchidosh, on a Yantif the entire day. Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda says at Sheva Shoyz you could only daven musaf until seven hours into the day, which is one hour after Chatzos. Shaharei carbon musaf karev ha'elach at Sheva Shoyz because his opinion is that you could bring the carbon musaf only until 
seven hours of the day. So we see very clearly that the timing of the tefillahs are lined up to the timing of the karbanis because it's connected to the karbanis. So now here the Braise that mentioned Plaga Milche will explain what Plaga Milche is. Ve'ezuhi Milche Gedayla. What is Milche Gedayla? So first the Braise explains the time of Milche itself. Milche Gedayla is Mishesh Shois Umechza Olamayla. From six and a half hours into the day, a half hour after Chatzais is the time of Milche Gedayla. Ve'ezuhi Milche Ketana. What is the time of Mincha Ketana? Mitesha Shois Umechza Alamayla. Nine and a half hours into the day. Okay? Two and a half hours before nighttime. Ulamayla. From, from that time is the time of Mincha Ketana. Now, the reason for these two times, we're, what's, what's, what's the connection of these two times, Mincha Gedayla and Mincha Ketana? It's also connected to the Karbanis. Right? As Rashi says. Because in the Beis Mikdosh, the earliest time to bring the carbon Tamid was a half hour after Chatzais. Because it has to be Bein Arabayim when the sun is already going towards night. So the Marshal Erev Pesach, when they had to bring the carbon Pesach after the carbon Tamid, they would be marked of the carbon Tamid as early as possible, which was six and a half hours into the day, and then they would have enough time to bring all the carbonus Pesach for the Eden. On a regular day, though, they would bring the carbon Tamid, the Hakrava would start at eight and a half hours into the day, and they would complete at nine and a half hours into the day. So therefore, that's what's called Mincha Ketana. The Gemara continues now. So now we come to Plaga Mincha. Plag Mincha Kama So the word Plag Mincha means that whenever the time of Mincha is, from the time of Mincha till nighttime, right in the middle is Plaga Mincha. But now the question is, in the middle, between which Mincha and nighttime? Is it between Mincha Kama Kama? Does it refer to Mincha Ketana? So you go from six and a half hours into the day until at night. So you still have five and a half hours into the day. So you take that five and a half hours and you divide it in half. That's the time of Plaga Mincha? Or, Oi, Plag Mincha Kama. Or you take the, the, the second shear, which is Mincha Ketana, which is two and a half hours before the end of the day, and you divide that in half, and you have an hour and a quarter before the end of the day, and that's, <clears throat> that's the time of Plaga Mincha. Toshima. So the Gemara brings a proof of this, a clear uh, statement. The Tanya and Abraiser, Rabbi Yehuda Oime, Plag Hamincha Achreina Amru. If the time of Plag Hamincha is to divide the time between the second time of Mincha and night, Vihi Yud Aleph Shoyes Chaseriviya. That is at the beginning of the eleventh hour in the day, minus another quarter of an hour. So it's an hour and a quarter before night time, and this is how we pass. And this is what Plag Hamincha is. Okay. Now the Gemara gets back. To what we said before, there was an argument over here. What are the tefillas? Were the Ovis Masak and the tefillas? Or are the tefillas connected the Karbanis? So the Gemara asks, Name it to have it to you after the Rabbi Yesi Barchanina. The fact that we say that the timing of davening is so rigid based on the timing of the Karbanis, should we say that refutes the opinion of Rabbi Yesi Barchanina that says that it was connected to the Ovis? So the Gemara answers, No, it's not. Amalach Rabbi Yisro Bar Chanina. Rabbi Yisro Chanina answers, "Loylam Amalach Tfilas Avis Tiknom." Really, the Avis are the ones that were massacred in the Tfilas. Vas Mechinu Rabbanon Akarbanis. The Rabbanon came and were saimich these zmanim of Tfilas on the Karbanis. The actual Tfilas, the, the the fact that we daven three Tfilas comes from the Avis. But the timing and the chi of the Chachama were massacred and they connected it to, to the Karbanis. But they're both true. If you're not going to say so, 
Musaf, none of the Ovis were Masakim. Why do we have a Musaf today? Elot, Phyllis, Ovis, Tiknum. So therefore, we must conclude that even if it's true, Rabbi Yaisi Bachanina says that the Tfilis began from the time of the Ovis, but Vasmechinu Rabbanon Akrabonis. Then the Rabbanon came and were same with these Tfilis on the Karbonis. So, the conclusion of the Gemara over here basically is that it's both true. The Tfilis come from the Ovis. Right? So, so Ba'emes, based on the Sikha that I said before, you have two different things in the Tfilis. When a person davens, there is the Indian of Bakoshas Tzrochov, that he's davening to Hashem, to Hashem for the needs that he has. He's connecting to the Ebishter and davening to the Ebishter for the needs that he has. And then there's the Indian of Tefillah, just the Indian of Tefillah itself. Three times a day, a person separates from what he's doing and turns to Hashem. The Ovis taught us that the schedule of a day of a Yid, he should turn to Hashem three times a day. But then the Chachamim came and established that a person should have a designated time where he davens to Hashem and asks for his needs, and those are based on the Karbanis. So both of them are true. Okay. What was, what, what, I, I didn't hear clearly the word that you were saying before. Tell me again. I remember learning, so maybe it's wrong, maybe I'm wrong. The person that, if you daven, 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 if you daven,